What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Friday, the 13th, 2015, and you guys are listening to episode 198. Uh, I'm sorry, I'd like to apologize for getting this out, um, you know, obviously later than uh, late Wednesday night uh, or early Thursday like it usually is, but... um, a little, uh, not not really feeling great. Was down in the city for some things that kind of took me away, and uh, just wasn't able to, you know, sit down and give the, you know, the what it, what it takes to get this show done properly. I'm not going to do anything half-assed, so that's why I'm late. But um, better late than never, right? You lucky pigs. Um, I'm kidding. That's just me trying to overcompensate for the fact that I'm late. Okay, I'm owning up to it, and I'm sorry. But I have a great episode 198 for you guys, and um, you know, two away from uh, 200. I got a big announcement about the 200th. I'm really excited about it, so that's going to be on the thing. I'm also excited to uh, make an announcement uh, on my uh, debut comedy album, which uh, you know has been prolonged, and finally, I had to pull the trigger on something. So I'll announce that during the show, which is uh, which is cool. Uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, you know, on this uh, Valentine's Day weekend. But first, of course, I got to shout out the sponsor, the great Verzi Effect podcast sponsor, GonzoFame.com. GonzoFame is the best website for the most in-depth, best interviews with your favorite comedians of today, uh, talking about their journey and rise to uh, to fame and, and just knowing... Uh, their story, where they come from, the background, how they got into comedy, all that stuff about their life, and uh, actually, there's a new one on there now. I mean, and the and the website has a ton of people on there. You know, uh, so many comedians on there: Doug Stanhope, uh, Ralphie May, Joe Matarese, um, you know, myself. Uh, now there's a new one on there: um, uh, C uh, J Sullivan, and uh, C J Sullivan uh, was real interesting because he talks about how. He was a, uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a stand-up comedian. The guy's been on like, Comedy Central, and then he's also got third place in the World Series of Poker. So he's like talks about how he, you know, the life of a comedian and a gambler and all that stuff. So you could check that out on GonzoFame.com. That's a real interesting one. Uh, the the website is run by up-and-coming funny comedian uh, David Gavry out of Chicago. So uh, check him out too. But uh, GonzoFame.com, check it out and. Um, you know, I know you'll enjoy it. Okay, uh, things I wanted to get to today um, is, uh, yeah, I, I even got a movie. You know, we'll get into some stuff. I had, I, I got to talk. I had to talk about the Grammy Awards. Now, if you guys remember last year, I went on like a forty-five minute rant about the Grammy Awards, and I live tweeted through the whole thing, just making fun of it, making fun of the performances, and you know, having having a good time, just joking around with the live t- tweets, and I had fun with it, and I actually enjoyed some of the music, and then some of it stunk. Um, this year's Grammy Awards, I did not have a chance to do anything because I had two shows that night. I was running around the city, but what I did see or hear about was um, the uh, Kanye West again, getting uh, getting up during Beck's, um, I guess, acceptance speech and saying that he should really give uh, give the award to uh, Beyonce again. And, um, you know, and it's just like crazy. You know, it's just like, it's crazy. It's, it's, you know, it's what he did with Taylor Swift. 
uh, the same thing. And he just keeps doing it to people that, you know, he knows aren't going to give him a problem. And it's just so childish. And just the way this guy is so insecure and damaged, it's crazy to see like a guy, you know, you know, he apparently married the woman he wanted to marry. He has a child. He's got money. You know, he's got music out there. He's a talented guy. And yet he feels this thing. And it's like, it's, it really is amazing how life it doesn't matter about money and it doesn't matter about um, status. If you're truly damaged, unhappy, and insecure, it's just crazy. Like, dude, I mean, how great would it have been if Beck just took his guitar and just cracked him in the mouth and beat the shit up? And I love that all races, you know, not just white, black, all races were like, what's he doing? There were NFL players online saying, dude, somebody should have fucking broke his jaw again so he's rapping through the wire again and all this shit and it's like yeah it's like you can't defend this this isn't like anybody defending it that's their issue I really believe that anybody that defends the actions of like the the, the one the only thing that like I, I agreed with when people defended the guy was when they were like um when they were like, hey, man, you could say whatever you want about him. He is a dick. It's stupid what he did. It's ridiculous what he's doing. But you can't say that he's talentless. And you can't. I mean, there's a, somebody made a good point. I don't know. It might have been Josh Homer. or I saw somebody said something on Facebook. And they're like, you know, this guy has produced so many songs of, of pop pop stars that we don't even know about. Like, th- that that he music that he was behind. And so many earlier songs before he, you know, was... Uh, was doing it himself, he was producing the music, and the guy is just talented and everything, but he's got this anger, and he's got this, I listened to him, I listened to him on an interview with uh, Sway from MTV, and he's just, he doesn't even listen, he just goes into these angry tirades, and it's not him just trying to get attention in certain things, I mean, maybe in some arenas it is, but the guy is definitely has, has some issues, and um, yeah, it just sucks, it sucks to see somebody saying that. It was funny. I tweeted. I said, Kanye West just fucking ruined Black History Month. I, they, they need to change Black History Month to another month because all the award shows are like in February or the end of January and people just talk about what this guy does. But it's just so ridiculous to me. You know, it's just like act. I mean, taking that guy seriously now and his little tantrums, it's just so silly. And like, it's just amazing that radio stations talk about it. The only reason why I'm talking about it is because I I just have to say, like, you can't defend this. Like, this is not anything you could defend. Some people are like, oh, no, he's a genius. His publicity It's like, no, he's not. He's done this before. It's not a, if anything, he knew, I mean, th- that people would be more annoyed with this and get more backlash. You know, it's just ridiculous. I, I wish to God. I, I love, though, that the awards say that he's banned now and he's not, allow- he's not allowed in any, he's not allowed in any, um, any music awards or whatever for a while, or they said he's barred from all of them, which is great because I don't need to see that guy anymore. You know, the next time I see that guy, I, I would love to just see. You know, I, I don't wish any ill will on any, will on anybody, on anybody, anybody. Just seeing that guy in a humbled, you know, just the way Richard Sherman walked off the field with his head down. That's the next time I want to see Kanye West. Kanye West is like the. Rapper version of Richard Sherman, except not even close to as smart. Anyway, it's a shame to see, and everybody knows it. No matter what you say, no matter how you slice it, it's a shame to see. It's an absolute disgrace. And uh, the guy is just beyond fucking annoying. Um, Other than that, though, all the Grammys now, the Grammys stink now. 
And now we need some woman preaching about domestic violence. How many times are they going to push domestic violence? She's like, but you are beautiful and you don't need that. And you could walk on strong and powerful. And I'm just thinking like, or just get out of a bad fucking relationship. You know, I understand. I'm not against the whole thing, but like we get it. I get it. I've seen the NFL commercials. We've seen it a million times. We know it. It's, it's awful to hit a woman. You don't hit a woman. We fucking know it, you know? And, and I just don't think, like, the, the Grammys is a platform for someone to come out and just start saying the fucking obvious. I loved how she was, like, saying things, trying to get louder, trying to get people to clap, and a couple times they didn't because she was just saying things that was, I was like, you just know you're beautiful and people care about you. If you don't fucking know that, go to therapy, man. You know, and I know people are like, well, Paul, you don't know what it's like, and, and you could really feel like you're in a, in, a, in a dark hole. And you know what? I don't know what it's like. And, and I'm sure it's a very hopeless and awful feeling. But you don't need to use every fucking venue for television. I don't know why TV is going in this direction. Super Bowl commercials. You get the the, the kids saying, I'm never going to grow because I'm going to drown. And now you got all these domestic violence things. And now at the Grammy Awards, which is supposed to celebrate music, which isn't even fucking music anymore. That's why they got, they got to bring back ACDC and all these real bands. Because music is terrible now. Music is terrible now. Auto tune, like a, you know, helping these people. Some of these people were, would be fucking shower singers if this was the '80s and the '90s. They'd be singing in a with a fucking rubber ducky floating next to them in a bathtub. They'd be lucky to fucking, you know, do anything, you know, other than that or a karaoke bar. And now they're fucking stars, and they could use help. They use help to adjust. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. Music stinks right now. I was talking to uh, I was talking to some DJs in New York and stuff, and uh, we were talking about rap, and we were talking about how, you know, today if you look today like what people think is 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 rap, and then you look like like certain songs will come out today like uh, that Joel Ortiz music saved my life like that brought me back to what hip hop really was, and. Now with all these just like, it's just so bad. I mean, there's a few guys out there that are really good. You know, there's definitely, good, you know, some good stuff out there. But other than that, man, it's just, I mean, the Grammy Awards, I could, I was at a comedy club, but I just saw, you know, they had it up in silent. They had like the, you know, whatever, the subtitles or whatever. So you could just, but it just looked awful. It just looked awful, you know. I mean, I get it, the collaborations, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga, that's great, that's nice, yeah, they're collaborating, they're doing stuff together, isn't that great, it's like, yeah, I liked it when, like, Eminem and Elton John, like, first did it, were they gonna just keep doing it now, are they just gonna keep doing it, they're just gonna get guys in their 80s, and then they're just gonna, you know, oh, Katy Perry and so-and-so, who's gonna be fucking dead in 11 years, is, is you know, 10 years or whatever, yeah, they're singing, it's like, we get it, man, it sucks, just fucking play your hits and kill it, you know, Madonna's still showing up. She's like the Brett Favre of music. Just go. Just leave gracefully. You're a mother and almost 70. Take off the fucking pajama outfit you got on or whatever and go fucking home, okay? Go bake some cookies and call it a career. Nobody cares. Nobody's talking about Madonna. Reminds me of Florentine. Yeah, I gotta see fucking Madonna at halftime. It's, fucking un- it's a fucking joke. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to see Madonna at halftime. I want ACDC every year at halftime. Fucking, it's un- fucking brutal. Shout out to Jim Florentine. I love Jim Florentine. I uh, saw Jim Florentine working on some new material the other night, man. It was great. And uh, I love running into that guy. That guy is one of the best people. Jim Florentine is one of the best people. Uh, check him out. He's, he's just awesome. But 
yeah, I just, it's just old. Music, music awards suck. Music's not that good. I find myself now for the first time in my life, and I don't know if this is a sign I'm getting older or if it's a sign that I'm just starting to realize more things, but the more music I listen to, the more downloads on iTunes are all older. I was actually listening to like 90s rock and like like 90s grunge, you know, like I was listening to, you know, there was a Pearl Jam song on, I was listening to, remember that song Sponge had a good song, um, I was listening to Candlebox, I was listening to all these songs and I was like, man, this was like, music was like, these songs are like, now it's just like fucking ridiculous. Club going up on a Tuesday. It's like, what are you saying? I mean, and it's actually catchy, but it's just like, if you think about it, it's like, what are you, it's just ridiculous. It's so silly. And that's actually probably one of the better songs today. Uh, I'm talking shit though, because if I saw that, if I was, you know, drinking in a club and I, I would start nodding my head and shit, so I'm talking shit, but you know what I mean. You guys know what I mean. The Grammy Awards just stinks. It's It's not even what it was, you know before or maybe I'm just turning into that old dick I don't know either way Kanye West is the worst so um but I will wish that I'm free because next time I'm free I like to go to the the award shows and just live tweet shit and talk shit and have a good time with it um it is it is Valentine's Day everybody and uh, tomorrow is Valentine's Day and I normally talk shit about Valentine's Day and say that every day should be Valentine's Day. But you know what? I've noticed that as a comedian, and especially lately and with all my traveling, I really don't have time to have every day be Valentine's Day. Um, yes, you should say nice things and compliment the woman in your life or you know, whoever is in your life, the man in your life, the woman in your life, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you want to say. Whoever your significant other may be, you should be nice to them all the time. But... This is the first year where I'm like, you know, I'm going to back off a of shitting on Valentine's Day this year. I'm going to back off because I feel like, you know what? What have you been doing, Paul? You've been home with the kids and your wife was working. And when she comes home, you're going down to the city almost every night. And it's been tough. And I got some flights coming up. I'm going to Los Angeles in a week. Come back from that. Going to Texas for South by Southwest. And we got to get coverage for the kids. And I'm going to be running all over the damn place and uh, so I said, you know what? This year, I will be home with my family on Valentine's Day. We're going to go out as a family on Valentine's Day. Do something like that. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to kind of resting and taking it easy. Um, my body has been beaten up the last few days. It's uh, I blame Bill Burr. Bill Burr came to New York, did the Patrice Benefit. I had a show at the stand. Then uh, the after party came into the stand. Bill was there. Then Giannis comes in, all my boys are there, and you know what happens next. We go to a cigar lounge, smoke Cubans. Got back into the, with all of us sitting, us and like four other people. My manager was there, Chris Italia was there, this dude Joe that we were with is there, Doug Signe was there, a bunch of people were there. We're all sitting down, and of course, we're drinking scotches, smoking Cubans, and Burr leans forward and goes, all right, let's finish this Babe Ruth thing. And we, I mean, we just start going nuts in this place. I mean, all in good fun. We had a great time with it, but, so that's a long night. Then last night, I'm like, all right, I got two shows. So my last set was uh, at Stand Up New York, which is right off the West Side Highway and on my way north to come home. 
So I'm like, all right, I'm tired from the night before. Let me do this set, and I'm going home. And Burr is in town for the weekend, and he's like, yeah, man, maybe we'll do something, but I might just lay low. So he says, just text me when you're done. So I go on stage. I do my thing at Stand Up New York. It's a little after 11 o'clock. I'm done. Time to go home. And I just text Bill. Are you, you're in for the night? You know, I'm sure you're in for the night, whatever. And I'm like packing up, ready to go to my car and hop on the highway. And he just texts me back. Let's go smoke. Swing by. And I'm going, motherfucker. All right. It's a Cuban. It, you know, it's, I don't get to see my buddy. He's on the West Coast and everything. And, you know, he just traveled all over the world. So I was like, all right, man, let's do it. Let's do it two nights in a row. So I uh, did that. Sports talking, just talking shit, great time, and uh, I'm looking forward to it because uh, Bill's actually gonna be out South by Southwest, and you know it was cool to have me, him, and Giannis together, smoking cigars, drinking a scotch, just going over this Babe Ruth thing, at kind of a civil, you know, listening instead of screaming, and it, it was really good. It was it was a lot of fun, but uh, basically those guys are bad for my health, and I need a couple of days away from. Them. <laughs> That's when you know you go too hard with your friends when, like, not seeing them is is literally healthier and better for your life. But we had a great time anyway. And um, speaking of Bill Burr, I am going to be doing... Check this, this out. I'm going to be in Los Angeles for my 200th episode. And uh, from the... Uh, I, don't, I might even be able to take callers, guys. We're working on this. But what I'm going to do is... From the All Things Comedy Studios in Los Angeles, I am going to have some guests. Excuse me while I sip my ginger ale. I'm going to have some guests and, um, you know, Burr wants to come on it. He's like, let's do it. And I'm going to get some other people. Not many, maybe like three or four, but it's going to be a longer version. It's going to be the 200th. We're going to celebrate the, you know, celebrate the show, talk about all the segments on the show. We're going to kind of break down TVE, uh, talk about all the, you know, funny stuff that's, that's, uh, you know, happened on the show and just, you know, all the involvement of the friends uh, of the, uh, I'm sorry, the fans and some of the friends that have been on the show. We'll talk about some guests and stuff. There's been some good arguments with people on here. There's been some good stories. Um, you know, uh, there was a couple that come to mind. I remember uh, me and Dan Soder did one, and he told that story about when he got fucking tied up by people. He didn't know if he was going to get shot. That was nuts. Um, Chris Lamberth and I had a good LeBron discussion on here. Um, you know, uh, Burr's hopped on a couple of times. Matt Arise, you know, it's, it's been it's been cool, man. And to get to 200 is, is awesome. So I'm going to be in Los Angeles. I'm going to talk about... Um, the show with my my friends and uh, maybe get a number for fans to call in and take some calls. So we'll check that out. Um, I, that that I don't know. We're working on all of, all the logistics, all of those things we're working on. But I can tell you that uh, there will be guests. It will be longer. It will be um, from an amazing studio in Los Angeles, and we're gonna have a good time with that. And that will be um, that will come out on the twenty fifth or the twenty sixth. We're working on the space for the studio, and that is that is definite. So um, that's what's going on with the uh, podcast, the 200th episode. Uh, another announcement that I wanted to make was, and this is uh, bittersweet, but I, I guess this was inevitable, guys. For you guys to know, I've tried um, to get my album in a few cities. 
and um, you know some of these comedy clubs are, are have the capability of the audio, and then you get the audio, and you just you know you fine tune it, you put it to get, you put the album together, it comes out, and you got to mass produce and all all the shit, get it all online, release date, and all that stuff. I did it in Indianapolis, and Indianapolis was the closest I've came. I I, I listened to it, I thought I had it, everything was great, and uh, unfortunately. There's something with the sound. I don't know if there's something is being picked up with the sound. And, uh, I mean, we're going to look at it one more time, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen from that taping. So I was talking to my managers, and uh, we decided that during Comedy Week here in New York, I am going to do two nights of an album taping at my home club, The Stand, on April 9th. And that is going to be uh, eight, sh- 8 o'clock show and 10 o'clock show gonna have somebody open open up for it I don't know who yet but I'm gonna have somebody just open up warm up the crowd for like 10 minutes and then I'm just gonna go on and I'm gonna do an hour uh, each show and uh, we're gonna have professional sound people there it's all gonna be wired for it it's all gonna be you know uh, a bunch of comedians recently did it there uh, Big Jay Okerson did his there um, Liz Mealy did hers there Mike Vecchione a bunch of comics are doing it there now and, and, and it does sound good and I know now I'm, it's my home it's in my backyard we can hire the right people so I really wanted to do it in those cities and I really wanted it to come out earlier than this but April 9th it'll be recorded and hopefully released uh, in late May or early June so if you are in New York City if you are on the East Coast and you want to come out man Please come out to the album taping um, April 9th, Thursday night, 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock. All right, so it's a Thursday night. The next day's Friday, which you should be in a good mood for. Come out. Who gives a shit? Take Friday off so you get a long weekend. Come out to the club. Have a great time. And uh, come and watch me record my... Um, the, the good thing is I've been doing it so many damn times and I have the material... Uh, that it should be fine. What sucks is I've been doing so much other material thought, thinking I had this shit in the, in the bank already. Now I may have to change stuff up. Who knows? Either way, it's going to be fun. So April 9th, um, and they told me that's comedy week. I guess they're doing some, there's, I don't know if that's another festival. I don't know. Something's going on in the city. So whatever, just fucking get tickets to the stand April uh, 9th, either show and tell your friends. Can you do me that favor? Can you do me that fucking favor? I ask you guys. I don't ask you guys shit. I ask you guys. Go to gonzofame.com. Is that fucking hard to do? I ask you guys. Hey, tell a friend about the podcast or show up to a comedy show. Because I'd love to shake your hand and thank you for listening and support me. Is that too much to fucking ask? Huh? I told. I had a fun time last night. I was on stage and there was just these people and I just asked a question like, "Is this a date?" And like nobody was giving the answer and it was really fun for me as a comic because they were just like. Kind of, well, and and I was just like, it was the weirdest night last night asking any, doing any kind of crowd work. People were just, it was like weird. It was like something in the air. They were just afraid to talk about it. And it was a lot of fun to, uh, because it was, nobody was just like being definitive. Like, yes, yeah, we're dating, dating four months, having a great time. You know, nothing, just like, just these weird answers, which is always a gift to, uh, to a stand-up comic. Fuck, speaking of that, I wanted to talk about something. I wanted to talk about, um... No, I, no, you know what? I can't remember exactly what it was, and part of me is saying that the part that I just remembered to talk about, I think I might have talked about it already. So never mind. Just erase that part. I'm just talking out loud here. Um, I saw a movie, everybody. Um, I'll talk about the movie. and You know what? No, we'll do Unacceptables, and then we'll talk about the movie. How about that? 
So here we go. My unacceptable for the week is fighting with the woman in your life about what to eat. Okay? I am fucking tired of this. I'm, I'm tired of this problem. Okay? I can't do it anymore. What do you want to eat? I don't know. You pick. I don't know. I'm just fucking hungry. What do you want to eat? I'll, I'll eat anything. You understand? I'll eat anything and I'll pick it a minute before the time. If you want to eat at 8 o'clock, okay? If you want to eat at 8 o'clock, I'll pick at 7.59. But if I pick something that you don't want, so you, how about you just tell me what you want? I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. Let's just forget it. I don't want to fight about it. It's like, can we fucking pick a meal? How many options are there? That's the funniest part about this. And everybody fights about it. How many options do you, do you really honestly have when it comes down to, <clears throat> when it comes down to this? Okay, you got Italian and Chinese. Those are always number one and two because those are the easiest to get delivered and they're the most. Okay, then, you know, you can get burgers delivered or whatever, but, you know, burgers, you either go out for a burger. It's rare that you get a burger delivered. So you go American, Italian, Chinese, you know, yeah, maybe sometimes Thai food, Indian. So right there, that's five or whatever. All right. In the rare occasion, some places, there's good Greek places that deliver. All right, let's say fine. I'll even be generous. Let's say there's eight choices. There's eight choices if you're not going to eat. Fucking eight of them, all right? That should take, honestly, and you know right off the top of your head four that you don't want, right? So let's say you take Asia out of the equation. There goes Chinese. There goes Thai. All right, then you're like, you know what? I'm not in the mood for Indian tonight. My stomach's a little quick. Okay, there goes that. So now... You're like, ah, can we get Greek? Can we get? To-? It should like be a sit down, like what? And but it's it's if you talk about it, it's like a bad relationship all in a nutshell of one conversation because there's this lack of communication when it comes to eating. It's fucking unacceptable. My wife and I tonight. I was like, what do you want? She's like, I don't know. I could stop and get Chinese. I was like, well, Lucas uh, said he wants pasta, and then we just started talking. And I was like, do you want to get Chinese for us? And then I'll just cook the pasta. And it, was, and it just turned into this is what it turned into. That I don't know. I'm just getting frustrated. Forget it. We're not. Getting, it's like what? What? We're fighting this? We're fighting about this? Or or or, or one of us are even getting frustrated about this? You can't. We can't pick what to fucking eat. It's ridiculous. We should be so lucky to have this problem in our life that we don't know if we want to fucking have a pizza pie delivered to our house. Okay, there's people in these countries that would fucking cut your fucking head off for a fucking slice of, you know, Sicilian with pepperoni on it. They, they've never even fucking had that. They take a bite of it, their fucking head's going to explode. All right, and we're worried about what what do we want? Do we want delicious, hot, steaming Chinese food or Italian food? We can't pick that. That's our biggest problem. That's going to make us march around all pissed off or driving a car all pissed off. What flavor of ice cream? I don't care. Oh, really? There's fucking four of them. You know, no, I'm not going to get crazy. What are we, 10 years old? We're not getting bubblegum type ice cream. We're not getting fucking cotton candy. That's for the kids. What do you want? Chocolate or vanilla? It, it's that simple. Unacceptable. I bet you the people listening to it, think about the fights you've had. Think about this. Think about the fights you've had in your life with somebody regarding what you were going to order to eat for a meal. How ridiculous that is. It's just about being decisive. That's it. It's that simple. It's about just picking something and saying, this is what we're going to eat, and that's it. It's not hard at all. It's, it's, it's actually simple, but we make it this difficult. I mean, I've literally, I could honestly say here, I've been with my wife over 10 years. I've been married over seven, and I could tell you that that is one of our biggest problems and our biggest fights is what do you want to eat? Because my wife doesn't eat fish, okay? My wife doesn't eat, you know, anything from the sea. Very rarely, you know, she'll try stuff, but not really. 
So that even should make it easier. I don't know. What do you want? want, And here's the funny thing. They know what they want. They know. Ladies, you know what the fuck you want to eat. You know if it's Chinese, but you like to be nice or give us the option, but you try to lead us to somewhere or... Oh my God, that just reminded me of the Key and Peel. You got to check out the Key and Peel. I said bitch sketch. Oh my God. But it's true. They lead you to where they want you to go. And then if you want something else, that it's it, that's the problem. So ultimately, this comes down to women being selfish. No, I'm just kidding. No, the fighting about what to eat is unacceptable. Stop it. Here's what you do. Pick it during the day. I might have even done this unacceptable like hundreds ago, like over a hundred. I don't know, but I'm just bringing it back because it happened in my life. And I was like, you know what? This is unacceptable and I need to talk about it. Do you want pizza? No, no, fine. Me neither. What, what do you want then? That cuts our options. You know what you're getting with pizza. So if you don't want that, then then come on. That, that cuts our options. Do you want a salad? Do you want a, no? Okay, good. So, uh, so, so that means if you don't want a salad, you don't want pizza, do you want a sandwich? Okay, no. So that eliminates Italian. So let's get Chinese. Is it that hard? Christ almighty. That's what we fight about. That's what, that's what a problem in 2015 in America is. That's what a problem is. Okay? These assholes are sleeping in front of fuck. These homeless people, I shouldn't call them assholes. These homeless people are sleeping on church steps in two degree weather. Some dying every night. Okay? They want a fucking potato chip they found in the garbage. And we're sitting there because we don't know if the Thai restaurant is up to par compared to the Chinese food place in which delivers quicker. Unbelievable and unacceptable. That's mine. Stop fighting about it. You should be so fucking lucky that you're eating. All right, let's get into some fan unacceptables here. That's mine for the week. Drives me nuts. Um, here's one thing, too, on the show, guys. I'm going to try to get to as many as I can, but I don't want to keep the unacceptables as long as it went last time. I just felt like it went a little too long, and I tried to get people's in there. And again, it, to make it easier... Um, and I know sometimes you just have an idea and you want to send it in, so do that and I'll try to get to it, but if you could send me the unacceptables on like Tuesday and Wednesday or, uh, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, those will be, those are really easy for me to get to, because if you start sending them the day after the podcast comes out, it can get lost in a lot of different stuff, um, especially if I tweet something stupid and a million people and I start going at it and then, you know, I can't see it, so, um, but I am going to try to get to most of it, but I just don't want it to go that long, so, here we go. This uh, this one is from uh, Kelly Meyer. And Kelly Meyer says, uh, IBS unacceptable. Uh, wish I'd know before episode 197 that you enjoy shitting yourself unacceptable. So, oh boy, here we go. As somebody who has irritable bowel syndrome or IBS, I have a shitload of these stories, pun intended. Doesn't matter what I eat, it goes through me like a fucking laser beam. Three years ago, I'm in Indianapolis for two weeks on business trip. My co-workers wanted to go to the pizza joint that was 40 minutes away from our hotel. We go, food was good, and I even took a preventative dump before we headed back to the hotel. Ten minutes before we get back to this hotel, I go from... DEFCON 5 to DEFCON 1 in a matter of 15 seconds. I need to shit. I managed to hold it in until we get to our hotel. Mad dash to the lobby bathroom. It's close. <laughs> it's, I visualize this. 
I visualize this because I was. I, I'll tell you a story after this. Uh, at this point, uh, it's. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, mad dash for the lobby bathroom. It's closed. Fuck me. At this point, the pain in my lower bowels, along with absolute death grip of my ass, holding on for dear life, is going. <laughs> Is causing me uh, to waddle like a pigeon with a dildo up its ass. I make it. Uh, I make it over to the elevators and hop on with my coworkers who are uncontrollably laughing. <laughs> my room is on the fifth floor of a fifth-story hotel at the end of the goddamn hallway. Uh, each one of my coworkers stops on a different floor before me. Finally, get to my floor. I'm dripping sweat. Damn near crying because of the pain. I could barely walk. Stumbling down the hallway. Dude, you should be a fucking writer. I'm like, I am riveted like this is a novel right now. This is like the best well-written fucking... You're, like, you're painting the picture. And there was the hallway door, and I knew I was steps away. I'm sweating like an animal. All right, here we go. <laughs> Put him in a cage. All right. Uh, I could barely walk stumbling down the hallway, and... Using the wall to hold myself up. Halfway down the hall, and it happens. I start it it started it started coming. Slowly at first. So I so I let go. I just picture I just picture like in the movie Cliffhanger when they just fucking let go or like when they're holding onto a building and then they're just like, no. Um so I let go partially and sprinted to my room. I was still holding back as hard as I could, but it was coming. Get through the door while simultaneously trying to undo my pants. I take one step into the bathroom, pull my pants down, turn my ass towards the toilet. What happened next can only be described as a rotating, rotating sprinkler. <laughs> <laughs> rotating sprinkler head. Oh my god, I got tears in my eyes. Rotating sprinkler head of shit that sprayed my bathroom walls, sink, shower, you name it. It got on my clothes. It got on my toothbrush. It was everywhere. Oh my god, dude. Uh, I sat there in shock <laughs> and disbelief as I unleashed the remaining contents of my bowels into the toilet. Uh... Thank God you didn't name the pizzeria. After I was done, I assessed the damage. I hopped into the shower fully clothed and then spent the next 45 minutes cleaning shit out of my bathroom. Please just privately send me your room number and what hotel so I never go to it. Uh, cleaning shit out of my bathroom because I'm not about to make some poor housekeeping staff clean up my shame. This happened on day two of a 13-day business trip, and it smelled like shit in my room the rest of the time I was there. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag animal. Hashtag put me in a fucking cage. Sorry for the long unacceptable. Love the podcast. Um, hope you and Bill Burr do a tour in the Midwest sometime so I can come and see you guys live. Yeah, I'll plug the Deep South tour that me, Burr, and Lawhead are doing too But at the end of this. Uh, one last thing. I'm a dude despite the first name. Well, Kelly Meyer, thank you so much. That was definitely a way to start off the Unacceptables for 198. Uh, definitely gross, and uh, I hope whoever is listening to this right now at this very moment is not eating. But that was absolutely fucking hilarious, and you painted the picture uh, clearer than we actually needed. 
but uh, that was awesome. So thank you again. I don't even know. I mean, that's going to be a tough one to... That's going to be a tough one. You know? Um, yeah, I, I just don't know, man. Like, what do you do in that situation? I mean, you got to just let go. You just let go. You know? Alright, this one is from a repeat... Um, this is from a repeat guy A repeat, not a repeat guy a, a last week guy Or whatever A repeat guy, what the fuck is that um, And his name is This is uh, Lorenzo Van Torrent And he says He's got a picture of two people on snowboards Holding on to each other And he says, Dear Paul, two weeks ago on my skiing trip I saw this unacceptable scene Some blind disabled guys like you can see in the picture, going down a dangerous slope in the Alps. What the hell are they doing? Skiing is dangerous enough on ski slopes with all the inexperienced, fat, out-of-shape animals sliding around. There's no need to be adding some blind, uncontrolled uh, <laughs> projectiles to that mix. I know disabled people need a break and want to have some fun, uh, but do you have to go to the mountains while there are many perfectly good indoor skiing resorts around? It's not like they're going to see the difference. Greetings from Belgium, Lorenzo. Well, thanks again for the thing. And, uh, yeah, uh, skiing is dangerous, man. Like, I I, um, I skied not long ago. Well, no, actually, no, I skied years ago, and I started to do well. And then I just saw, like, a team of snowboarders, and I forgot everything that I did. And I crashed hard on my back, and the next day I was playing basketball, and I collapsed and herniated a disc. And I'm convinced that it was because of the fall that I took the day before skiing. So, um yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely the last thing you want to do is see a couple of blind guys laughing on ski <laughs> on ski slopes while you're, you know, trying to, especially if you're new and you're trying to figure it out, too. You know, that's what's really, you know, screwed up about it. All right, this one is from, um, uh, this is from uh, Nicholas uh, Gal uh, Galianos. And uh, Nicholas actually did send some art. Thank you. He sent over, um... He sent over a sign that says the Verzi Effect Podcast, and he kind of did it in the Sopranos letters. So it says, like, the way, like, the Sopranos was, like, the, the it said the Sopranos. He's got the T-H-E on top, and then the Verzi Effect with the gun as the R. Uh, and it looks pretty cool, man. So thank you so much for sending it. I'll, I'll, I'll post that up on Facebook. I don't know if it's up there now, but, uh, yeah, that's really cool. Um, and I really appreciate you did it. And you have unacceptable here. Um, it says, here's an unacceptable lazy-ass podcast who go months without posting a new episode and then out of nowhere post a message asking people to go vote for them in the uh, in the 10th Annual People's Podcast Awards. Really, dude? How about I vote for you clowns uh, in the Get Inside This Fucking Cage, You Absolute Animal Awards? <laughs> Completely unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, and thank you. And then you mentioned down here that you uh, you voted for ours. You know what's funny? I didn't even realize somebody sent me a ballot or something, and or or just showing you know, hey Paul, send this out to people. But there is a people's award. There's a podcast awards, and I don't know if it ha it, it it's takes place in Los Angeles or Vegas, but um, you know apparently the the podcast is getting votes. I never even told anybody to vote because I really didn't even know about it until later. So if you voted for the show, thank you so much. Thank you, Nicholas, and thank you for the art that you sent. 
you know, it's awesome. And I told you guys, if you wanted to actually send something physical, you could send it over to the 123 Bowery Street, New York, New York. Uh, that's uh, care of CH Entertainment. That's my manager's office. And you could send some stuff over there. So, uh, but thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. And um, I'm, I appreciate that you voted. It's amazing that there's podcast awards now, you know, which is cool. It just goes to show how big, how big it's getting. And, uh, yeah, I love that. You know, that's like, it's because podcasts are really taking over radio. You know, a lot of people listen to podcasts more than they listen to radio, which is, you know, it's great for, you know, comedians who do them or anybody that's like interested. I mean, there's science podcasts out there. There's, you know, there's so many different categories, but like there's podcasts of a dude just talking about like the universe and stars and space and like has all these people listening to it. It's pretty cool. That is more interesting. And I'm not trying to shit on radio, but like radio is just getting, you know, they got the guy like, yeah, so we got so-and-so with gossip. So what's going on with Chris Brown and this new collaboration? The guy's like, well, got to tell you, Chris Brown's in so He wasn't too happy. Oh, that's getting steamy. It's like, are you really in your car? Like, yeah, that's getting steamy. If you are, you, you're, I mean, if you are, fucking veer off the road. And what are you doing? Seriously, what are you doing? It's a, it's really like a joke. Um, all right, let's go. Here we go. This one is from... Uh, did I do this one? No, I don't think so. Western. Um, I don't know if I did this. Okay, this one is from... Oh, no, we did this one. I'm sorry. Nope, we did this one. Never mind. All right, so that's it. Oh, and I wanted to shout out. I said that I was going to shout somebody out. And these are the times we're living in now. But I wanted to shout out John Burton. Okay? John, I hope you're listening. I told you that I was going to shout this out. But um, John sent an unacceptable um oh yeah but John was one of these guys John I'm not you were one of these guys that you were like you'd go at me and then <laughs> you'd go at me and try to break my balls and then be like no but I'm just messing around I love the podcast or whatever you were one of those guys so anyway um John I didn't realize uh, is a John Burton thank you since he's sent an unacceptable before and he's kind of contacted me about how he likes the show and um, he contacted me, letting me know that he was a fan, and he's also a uh, legal mediator. And uh, John saw something that I did on. Um, he saw something I did on social media, and this is how scary times are. This is how crazy it is. But he, um, I know, I know that I'm doing the unacceptables here, and I don't want you to be. Oh, the unacceptables are long again. No, this is not unacceptable. I'm, this is actually a serious thing that I'm talking about. I'll get back to that. But. He saw something that I did on social media and he said, listen, as a legal mediator, you know, you can be sued for what you just said and I just want to let you know that. And I immediately said, thank you. Um, I appreciate it. You know, he told me that it, it, you know, it meets the criteria of like people could take action against me. Uh, and it's just sad that as a comedian and in this world we live in now with the political correctness and with everything, um, it's like almost not like freedom of speech. You can't say anything. Now, granted, what I said was a little aggressive, and uh, I jumped. It, it got jumped on real quick, and I took it down, and I said, thank you so much for the advice and that I would shout you out on the podcast. But I appreciate it, John. And um, you know what? It was actually a learning experience for me, and it let me realize, like, wow, yeah, you really got to, even if you think it's a funny rant or it's a, even a funny unacceptable or something, you really got to watch yourself with um, with this because you just never know what, could be said or what 
you know, you just never know, man. It's what you could say or what somebody could say. Hey, you know what? I didn't like that, and I'm willing to go to court. I'm willing to go to court with a comedian who thinks he's funny or thinks he wants to say something or is trying to make a point and he got too aggressive with it. And that's just really scary to me. So thank you, John, for the advice. Um, All right, this is from Harley Watt. Unacceptable. I work in a small food distribution warehouse and we share space with a few other businesses. The one company in the building um, consists of a bunch of country boy hillbilly hicks. These jabronis store their snowmobiles in their space and every once in a while uh, like to do um, burnouts and rev their engines inside the warehouse. This causes the whole building to be engulfed in exhaust burnt rubber fumes. It's no wonder these fucktards uh, have any brain cells left. Next time, instead of revving engines uh, and compensating for their tiny peckers, I hope these animals do the world a favor and connect a hose from the exhaust pipe straight into their mouths. Unacceptable. <laughs> wow, Harley's not holding back. Uh, yeah, I could see how that's annoying, and that's definitely um, an aggressive unacceptable. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thanks for the submission, man. That's that's uh, pretty nuts that they would be allowed to do that. Uh, okay, this is from uh, Nick Alstein. Um and he says, love the podcast. Uh, how do I email? Oh, he said, how, love the podcast. How do I email unacceptable? Wasn't sure if I should send it to Facebook or here. Um, wasn't sure if there was a specific email. Thanks. I keep doing it. Yeah, uh, Nick, if you want to send me one, send it to, yeah, you could just message on this Facebook, just on this Facebook that I'm reading off of, just send it to that. <clears throat> because this, the specific email thing is going to be hard for certain people. And I just think right now with the amount of people that, are doing it already on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. I, I think that this is the way to go. So, but thank you. Thank you for the, um, you know, f- you know, for the, the, you know, question and, uh, submitting. All right. Um, all right. So let's do some, let's do some, uh, Twitter ones and we'll be done. See, this isn't that, that, that long. All right, everybody. Here we go. Twitter. Twitter. Here we go. This one is from Brandon and Tim. People that can't line pieces of paper up properly before stapling them. Takes two seconds to make it look nice, you slob. Hashtag unacceptable. I don't know. That's hilarious to me, but it's true. Um, At Paul Verzi. Somebody at Paul Verzi. Spending $200 at the grocery store and then having to bag my own groceries. Hashtag unacceptable. Oh, yeah. Ryan sent that over to me and uh, Bill Burr. Yeah, I know. I just do the thing when... I just do the thing when... um, If I have like two items and it's just packed, I don't want to deal with people <clears throat> at all. Uh, I really don't. Okay. Yes, yes, I know. I got some unacceptables that people are disappointed the podcast is late. I'm sorry, fuckheads. What do you want me to do? You know, I'm not going to not do it, but I I couldn't get to it. I mean, I'm not going to half-ass it. Uh, all right, here we go. This is from Scott and Jess. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even, the other guy, I got I to gotta shout out their Twitter feeds. See, that wasn't that good of me. Ryan is at R-Y-C-A-R-R-O-11. And Brandon and Tim is at Brandon underscore McCorm. M-C-C-O-R-M. You see that? I almost forgot that there. All right, this is from Scott and Jess at uh, Scott Jess. So at S C O 
T-J-E-S-S. And he says, Guy hanging out his window, screaming and throwing his arms up (laughs) at me while passing him for going 60 in a 70 mile an hour zone. Fuck those guys. Like, you know, screaming through his window with his arms up while, you know, while passing him at 60 in a 70 mile, like, yeah, it's like fucking step on it, dick. All right, another unacceptable because it was late. Shit, you guys are holding me to the fire right now, man. Uh, I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I guess you guys are trying to, but dude, it's been, let's be honest, it's been a lot of Wednesday nights and into Thursdays. I mean, a couple times, you know, guys are... Put him in a cage. I just love saying, I just love saying that. All right. Um, yeah, we didn't have that many on uh, on Twitter here, so we're gonna be done soon. And then I'll get to an epic movie, man. Epic, epic movie. Oh no, there's more. There's more unacceptables, everybody. Okay, here we go. This is from Jonathan Godwin at BlondeJON33. He says, At Paul Verzi has me using the word stick, referring to a cigar. (laughs) Hashtag unacceptable. (laughs) Smoke a stick. Uh, What is it? Uh, Sounds a little... Hashtag sounds a little gay. Nah, man. Smoke... I mean, smoking a stick... I heard Bobby Kelly had a Bobby Kelly calls it smoking a bat, which is great. Smoking a bat's a great one. Smoking a stick, Stogie, I think, is just a little too old school for me. All right, this one is from Jack Napier at Let Your Soul Glow, all caps at the beginning of those uh, words. At Paul Verzi, person talking to the mom with her teenage daughter. She's a good mix of you and me, your ex-husband. Hashtag awkward, hashtag unacceptable. Uh, so the person's talking to the mom, talking to the mom with the teenage daughter, and then the, and in quotes, she's a good mix of you and your ex-husband. Uh, okay, and then I guess all right, awkward, unacceptable. Yeah, but I mean, but nobody got dis. I hear what you're saying. It's awkward, but I don't know if anybody got disrespected there. But it's definitely weird to hear that. Um. This is Jim McMenamin. There it is. Jim McMenamin at Four Star Resort in Hawaii. Hashtag animals, hashtag unacceptable. And he showed me a picture of the resort in Hawaii with a pair of boxer briefs next to on, to, on top of the sink. Yeah, that's gross. That's gross and unacceptable. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, who? How? How do you miss that as the fucking cleaning ladies that you're walking through and you just see somebody's drawers sitting up on this? Like, how are you missing that? Like that's that you got to get like I, I if your job is to if your job is to clean up a bathroom at a resort in Hawaii, and your misstep is a pair of drawers on the sink, you fucked up. Bad. All right, is that was that it? Today's the, no, that's not it. We got a couple more. I'm going to do a couple more, guys, and then we're going to get into the movie that I saw. Uh, This is from Sean, and it's at Sean Strass. Uh, uh, Sean spelled S-E-A-N, and then S-T-R-A-S. 
Someone left dog tied to a coworker's car handle in the winter with a note saying, find home. Wow. Hashtag unacceptable. It's a cute looking dog. Who the fuck does that? Left a dog tied to a coworker's car handle and just said, I mean, and this is a cute little dog here, man. It's, is that a puppy? Do me a favor, Sean. Is that dog still available? Hit me up if that dog is still available. Um, yeah, hit me up if that dog is still available. That that pisses me off, man. That's ridiculous. This is from Chris at C H O Z O T E C H, Chozatech. Apover is a bitch walking in a Sonic parking lot with no shoes on. Feet or black as coal. Unacceptable. Hashtag call AS call ASPCA. Cage this bitch. Nothing is nothing is worse than a grown woman walking in a public place barefoot. It's arguably one of the most disgraceful things. Um Okay. Michael R. Peterson at Latin underscore Viking three oh five. Dog owners not picking up after their dog. Unacceptable. Yeah, my mother-in-law brought the fucking blind deaf dog that she fucking adopted. Thing was shitting all over my house. Oh, it was brutal. It was brutal. All right. So there's a couple people that say my uh, the unacceptables are too long, but I'm not going to call them out because I know you guys will jump all over them. So I'm not going to call them out. I'm just, you know, take their word, whatever. This is from Sarah Chung at Project Chung. Uh, C-H-U-N-G. Unacceptable. Fat, slurry woman sticks her face in the salad dressing bowl at the buffet for a smell check. Hashtag, bitch, don't snort. <laughs> don't snort it in. In it. Don't snort it. Uh, okay, Matt Lockyer. Fat grump. Matt Lockyer at Matt D. Lock. Y-E-R. Fat, grumpy animals at resorts making loud speakerphone uh, calls telling friends they could be better. Hashtag ungrateful. This is from Momo. And Momo at M-O-R-G-S-1223. When you get more snow than Alps and motherfuckers don't brush off cars, they can see and almost uh, sideswipe you three times. Hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, it's been a lot of snow. Those people in New England probably so fed up, they're like, I'm just going to try to drive out of this thing. All right, this is from AP uh, at A-R-P-R-O-C-T-E-R. AP, oh, I'm sorry. It's AP and it's A-R uh, Proctor. Parents putting kids' lives at risk because a dumb celebrity thinks they know more about vaccines than a scientist. Hashtag unacceptable. That's a great one. And you're absolutely right. You know? It's it's like, because fucking Matthew McConaughey says something or says something he did, these people don't. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Um, okay. People who... Uh, this is from Jack Napier at uh, Let Your Soul Glow Again. People that uh, leave a voicemail... And an email text letting you know they left a voicemail. I got the point. Hashtag unacceptable. All right, here. All right, guys. I am going to do two more. No, I'm going to do three more and then I'm done. Paul Ver, this is from Fits in a Box at Fits with a Z in a Box. Unacceptable. Coworkers take a shit in the only bathroom at work and leave 
Oh, poop splattered all over the seat and bowl. Hashtag put him in a cage. Uh, thanks for the submission. Uh, Justin Pittman at Justin T. Pittman. Guy I was chatting with at bar gets up to leave and puts his boots and socks on. I never knew until <laughs> the end. Gross. Hashtag unacceptable. That's a guy getting comfortable. All right. This is from uh, Eric O'Neill at Eric O'Neill 10. Eating at work cafeteria, watching ESPN, and the fuck behind me is blaring music on his phone. Fuck your shitty music. Hashtag unacceptable. That might have been one for. That might have been a past one. No, no, that's that's not. All right, that's it. Um, that's uh, that's it, guys. So thank you so much. Oh, one more here. Fail Bundy. I'm sorry. At Ned Rock eighty three. This caveman just lifted his leg in the doctor's office and ripped ass as loud as possible. Hashtag unacceptable. And he's just he just shows a picture of the guy sitting in the in the room. All right, you know what? We ended it with shit. We'll close it with farts. <laughs> the, the unacceptables are getting really, uh, you know, it's not our finest moment sometimes, guys. Let's be honest. But thank you. Thank you for the uh, updates and uh, all your unacceptables and all the stuff. And I appreciate the input. And uh, again, if you want to send the unacceptables, uh, three days leading up to the show is best. And go to either my fan page on Facebook and send one to the message or my regular uh, Facebook, and I will read those as well. Thank you. Okay, uh, I saw a movie, everybody. And uh, it's called John Wick. And John Wick is a, um ex-hitman played by Keanu Reeves. I know what you're thinking. Keanu Reeves, Hitman, doesn't work. It absolutely did work. Somebody made a point to me the other day at the stand when I was there performing. Mike Lawrence, comedian Mike Lawrence. Uh, he said that you know Keanu Reeves, like no emotion and face in other movies, they actually just used that to strength in, in this role, and he did. This role, I mean, John Wick, here's how I could say about John Wick. Did you see Equalizer with Denzel Washington? John Wick makes Equalizer with Denzel Washington look like a fucking Disney movie, okay? I mean, when you talk about kicking ass and taking names and brutal violence and guns and killing and revenge and redemption and fucking just stubbornness and pride, it's all of that. It is awesome. Action-packed from the first five minutes. There's no stupid love story in it. There's no Hollywood bullshit. It's a guy who lost his wife. Then when uh, the wife died, she sent him a dog. And the fucking mob kills his dog. And then he loses his fucking mind. Do I need to say more? He takes care of business and it was a pleasure to watch there were even it wasn't even just like dumb there were clever there were clever like you know plot like they're just clever little things about the movie about it you just got to check it out john wick with keanu reeves absolutely killer will not be a waste of your time you will hate the movie if you don't like violence you will hate the movie if you like movies with no guns but if you like guns shoot them up revenge people get what goes around comes around and you like all that stuff then this is the movie for you um so that's i mean that's it was just crazy how he just uh 
just destroyed motherfuckers. I mean, this guy destroyed people that hurt him the worst. It was great. Oh, it was great. I actually saw Guardians, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time ever the other day. We were home, and it was snowing, and uh, we watched it. And, you know, it was, I, listen, I don't think it was as amazing. I mean, some people are like, oh, it's one of the best movies. I mean, let's, 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 let's not get crazy here, okay? It's not one of the best movies you ever saw. You know, if Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the best movies you ever saw, you haven't seen a lot of movies, okay? It's a good movie. It's different. It was interesting. It was done well. It was pretty cool. It was fun. I'll give you that. But let's let's not get let's not get crazy here, okay? Ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a little much. Let's let's just look. Look, can we call it what it is. Not, not, listen, not a bad movie. Like I said, it was clever. I love how they shot it. They did it really kind of different with the with the hero thing, and they it was almost kind of like a more serious type of spaceballs, you know, type of movie. That's how I took it as, and it was, you know, guy had a sense of humor, listening to music, dancing around, but you know, do, you know, saving the universe, doing all that. I mean, at the end of the day, there's a raccoon talking like a fucking Italian guy who owns a pizzeria. I mean, can we be honest? You, you know, you know, there's a fucking tree that says one thing. I mean, Vin Diesel made money for that, you know. He said, I am Groot. He said, oh, fuck. I mean, that, that's what he made. He made a lot of money. He probably made a million dollars saying that. You know, you could have hired a fucking chimp off the street to, you know, say that. So, not a bad movie, though. But uh, see John Wick. Um, Oh, man, I got to talk about this. I did something, and you guys owe it to yourselves to do. I did a family night with my family. My son, you know, did something with the school for bowling, and he had such a good time. So I said, you know what? Next time I'm off, we're going to all go bowling. And uh, my sister came with her new boyfriend. My older brother Christian came. My wife, me, my two kids. And we went bowling. And I got to tell you, we had the best time. Like, it was like a, a nice bowling alley. Like, not insane, but like you could tell like the outside was older, but they redid the inside, so it was really nice. We had a couple of drinks. wasn't even about bowling and winning. Although I won the second game, my wife had me on the first one. My wife's a good bowler. My wife took like bowling to get a credit in like college when she went to Rutgers and like she's just good bowling and I'm so competitive. So she beat me by a few the first one and then, you know, the second one I had to come back and destroy her. But that, but that's neither here nor there. That That's not about the, the, the story here. Um, it's not about if you're good like or bad. Or, it was just so fun to bowl, have a couple of drinks, watch my son just have the best time ever. And I was like, this is so much fun. We got to do this like, we got to do this a lot more. It was awesome. Like, you don't have to like bowling. You don't have to be good at bowling. Just go with like a handful of people you love and just listen to the music and bowl and have fun. There's just something about it that's awesome. It's the little things, man. I did something this week and it was so cool to do. And I know that it's going to be, it's going to sound weird to you guys, but I took my coat. I have a pea coat, right? I have a nice pea coat. And. Uh, and the reason why I'm talking about this after the movie, <laughs> after the movies, is because I realized that we watched that movie after this night, so that's why I'm talking about this now. So sorry if I'm all over the place, but and we, um, I mean, after so so I have this jacket, I have this pea coat, right? And it missing, it, it was missing a button, and I was kind of bummed out about it. It was like a nice Kenneth Cole, nice Kenneth Cole, like you know, dark, dark navy blue or or my wife thinks it's black I think it's like the darkest navy blue there is whatever and uh miss a button and then I noticed that in the right pocket there was like this tiny little burn mark and I don't know where that came from I don't know if I smoked a cigar once and maybe put a lighter in there and it was hot and it burned a little bit of the material so I go to the dry cleaners and I said and it you know and it had like I just wanted to clean this jacket 
And then I was like, let me see about the buttons and all that. So I go in there and I was like, can you, uh, you know, dry clean this? And I was like, can you guys put buttons on? And I was like, it even had like replacement buttons on it. And they're like, yeah, no problem. And I was like, I don't know, this may be a lost cause, but I was like, I have a little hole in the right pocket. And like, yeah, yeah. And like, just like this tailor comes out and she's got the, like the chalk and she just does, you know, says where she's going to do and how she's going to do it and when I could pick it up and all these amazing things. And I'm thinking to myself, this is the greatest thing like, this is like a lost thing. I was talking to, actually, Bill Burr about it. And he goes, yeah, that's a lost art in America. Nobody does that enough. We're so, let's just get a new one. Just get a new one. You know how cool it is to, to like, I don't even know if it's cooler that that's happening to my jacket or I'm paying a business, you know, a mom and pop shop to do, like, old school America. You know what I mean? Like, to, to do that. It's awesome. You know, and I'm excited. I'm going to get my jacket tomorrow. It's going to have the buttons on it. The hole in the side is going to be fixed. It's going to be all cleaned up. It's going to be like a brand new jacket. And instead of like a dick, just me either throwing it in a closet and using it for whatever, nothing and buying a brand new one, I'm going to have this thing back. And if, it, I honestly left there feeling like, I don't know, it just felt great. It was like, it just felt great and it felt right. You know, it, you know, it made me feel like, you know, the way people go to, a shoe cover, a shoe, you know, get your shoe repair or, or get your shoe shined and you do all that. I don't know, but I did that and I have no idea where that came from, but I was just talking about cool things that I did this week and bowling with my family and having somebody fix my pea coat is something that I'm, I'm very happy about. And I want to share with you people. Okay. All right. What's going on in the world of sports? Here's what's going on in the world of sports. The New York Knicks stink and I'm going to start watching hockey. You guys told me to watch hockey. I'm going to start watching hockey. I'm getting my hockey skates on this week. I'm not even kidding. I'm putting hockey skates on this week. I'm going to a couple of rinks. I'm going to fall down a couple of times, and then I'm going to fucking get good again. I'm going to put some headphones on, and I'm going to skate around, and I'm going to get good at ice skating, and I'm going to watch more hockey games. And I hope to God the Knicks don't screw up the draft pick next year. Let's just hope they get a good draft pick because they're going to have like a top three pick. Hopefully they get the number one pick or at least a top three. They got to pick the right guy, and that's it. That's what needs to happen. I will tell you this. I mean, because the Knicks, I mean, we could have got Steph Curry. The Knicks were one. We, we could have got Steph Curry. We didn't pick him. Now look at him. Guys, I've never seen a basketball player run that fast and stop on a diamond and be as accurate from the three-point line as Steph Curry. But I was thinking about this today. I'll tell you something. The New York Giants, the New York football Giants, I know that it's a far away from an NFL season, but... They just picked up an offensive lineman. They're starting to go after what their weaknesses were. And I think with those receivers we got, if we could get a running game and our defense just, you know, I basically just listed the whole thing. Yeah, if we could get a running game and our all of our wide receivers work and we have an offensive line and our defense plays good. I mean, I'll tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, if we get good 53, if we get a good 53 team roster, we're going to be something to be fucked. No, um. I think the Giants are going to be good next year. That's basically what I wanted to say in this segment. I think the New York Giants are going to be good. You mark it down right now. It's Friday the 13th, 2015. I'm saying it on, on in February 13th that the Giants are going to be good next year. Knicks, probably not so much. All right, let's do some plugs. Uh, I will be actually, I just got asked, Steve Renazizi. If you guys don't know Steve Renazizi, Steve Renazizi plays Kevin, I believe. His name, his character's name is Kevin on uh, FX's The League. Uh, Renazizi hit me up and uh, asked if I wanted to work with him at the Fox Theater um, in Connecticut at Foxwoods. I believe that's where it is. Um, I will be opening for him there. 
I uh, I'm gonna head down there. Where Steve's a friend of mine, and I'm gonna head down there and uh, do that. So if you're in that area, I'll be at the Fox Theater with Steve Renazzi on February 21st. Um, I will be at the South by Southwest Comedy Festival. They just added another show, so I'll be performing there March 16th and 17th. Um, what else do we have coming up? And I will be in Los Angeles next week doing some spots, but I'll post those spots when I get them. We're working on that now because I'm going to be out there doing some stuff with my managers and doing the 200th episode of the Verzi Effect and, you know, doing some other stuff. So I'll let you guys know about that. And, um, other than that, go to the website. Um, I know a lot of people were asking about the Deep South tour with me and Lawhead, uh, with Bill Burr, uh, which is going to be, I can't, I mean, I can't believe that's going to be so crazy. I mean, that's going to be so crazy. We're going on a bus tour of the Deep South, us three on the bus. The coach is coming with us, too. For the people who don't know, the coach is James Lawhead, um, Jason Lawhead's father, Hall of Fame Hall of Fame basketball coach in the state of Ohio, okay? Hall of Famer. Love the guy. And uh, he's coming on with us, and it's going to be, it's going to be an absolute... It's going to be a shit show in a good way. Uh, so, But all those dates will be posted on the website, so you can check out paulverdes.com. Get me um, on the uh, review page of iTunes and send a review of the show, what you think of the show. I'd really appreciate it. Follow me on Twitter, at Paul Verzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. And um, that's it, everybody. This has been episode 198. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We got a uh, quick turnaround. We're going to do 199. On Wednesday night, and then uh, 200 from Los Angeles with some special guests and uh, a bunch of people on it. And I know you guys will uh, like that one too. And that, that's going to be a little longer than an hour and all that stuff. So it should be great. So thank you guys so much. Sorry this one is coming out uh, late. Enjoy it. Catch up to all of them because there is uh, one left until 200. Thanks. <laughs>